Is episode six a good place to start? No. Okay. All right. just, no. I'm looking at some screenshots. It looks like a good place to start, no. but no. you work your way one. up to that. Right, yeah. Start episode one. <laughs> episode one. Get to at least episode six. Oh, boy. everyone welcome to the bonus episode of the multiverse unlimited podcast so as i mentioned in the main show this is going to be a special episode where i kind of dive into some of the anime news i haven't gotten to cover in the last couple of weeks but also as a warning this will also be a spoiler filled review for the new dragon ball super superhero movie So if you have not seen it and don't want to be spoiled, I will save that review for the end of the episode so you can still tune in. And then once we transition over, you will have a warning to exit the show. Okay, so it's not just me today. I actually have a special guest. Please welcome back Clay to the show. Clay, how are you? Good. Good, good. So Clay was with me to see the Dragon Ball Super movie. So we're going to get his perspective on the show, excuse me, the movie, since he hasn't seen the Dragon Ball Super show. He's seen Dragon Ball Z, is that correct? Uh, Yeah, like 100 episodes, something like that. So from his perspective of coming into the movie without having seen Super, how well-contained or well not well-contained it was for a quote-unquote new pair of eyes and just if he can get immersed within the, in, um, the world. Um, but before we go into the review, we are going to talk about some... Uh, News points that I I thought were interesting to bring up for everyone. The first thing I will announce, just keep some stuff brief, is uh, we have a confirmed release date of one show that I watch called Welcome to Demon School Iruma. So we are getting season three. The show is pretty much about this kid whose parents were basically crappy. They sold his kid off. They sold their kid off to a demon. And so now he's living in the demon world, attending school and hiding his human identity in a sense. So he's learning how to cast magic Mm. and things like that. So how that works is the demon that he was paid off to is acting kind of like his grandpa. He's not really super evil. He coddles Iruma and just adores him. Um, So the show is getting a third season. That's a show that I really enjoy and I'm looking forward to. And this is a comedy? Yes. Okay. So it's, it's comedic, but also like, uh, I, I, it's like fantasy a little bit mm-hmm. because of the magic stuff with it. Um, so that's actually releasing in the fall season. 
believe it or not. I mm. didn't think it would be that soon, but it's actually pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, next bit of news is about the anime Haikyuu. If no one knows what Haikyuu is, it's a sports anime. Volleyball. Uh, yes. Volleyball. Volleyball. <laughs> it's orange. A lot of orange. Volleyball. Yes. All of the uniforms for the main team we focus is orange. <laughs> um, so instead of doing a fifth season of the show, they're going to conclude the manga story by doing a two-part movie. Some fans might be okay with that and some might not. I watch Haikyuu and I'm for the two-part movie. Mm-hmm. It's basically going to be looked in my eyes as kind of like how they did the last, the most recent season of Sailor Moon Crystal, where instead of making it an anime with episodes, they did a two-part movie. Uh, each movie was roughly an hour 20, I want to say. So it's definitely enough to uh, get the story across without having, you know, long droughts of, you know, quiet or silly randomness. Like, what, 10 episodes of an anime at that length, right? Mm, Across two movies? No. Well, time-wise? Yeah, what, an hour 20 each? Uh, Typically, each anime episode is like 20 minutes. So that's like five, six. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's, like that's about right. Three, yeah. let's see, three is about an hour. Four, yeah, about eight to ten. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, so it's not too bad. Um, and since it is going to be movie uh, quality, you know, the animation is probably going to be pretty spot yeah. on. You get to see it in the theater, hopefully. Oh, I hope that yeah. would be nice. If uh, Since it's under the Crunchyroll umbrella in Funimation, they might. So we'll see. Uh, next bit of news would would be about the Bleach movie, the Bleach Thousand Year Blood War. So that is coming, but there's no confirmation on where it would be streaming. There have been stuff circulating around the internet about the possibility of it being on Disney Plus. I don't see that happening. I. It just seems a little askew to me. Hmm. But someone out there somehow found that it was going to be on Disney Plus and just there's no articles out there confirming it. So don't try to look. But you'll see like photos and it'll say, you know, rumors of Bleach coming to Disney Plus. It's if they do that. I feel like Disney would then have to try to buy the rights to Bleach as a whole and have the show be on its streaming service. It would be a bit odd to have just a movie that's clearly a continuation of the story, I would assume, just up there without anything else. Right. No other context. Right. And there has been news that Disney's trying to dip their hands into the anime pool, but... Um, nothing about grabbing streaming rights for things being released in Japan as they come out, similar to how Funimation, High Dive, excuse me, it's Crunchyroll now. So Crunchyroll, High Dive, and Netflix mm. do. So it seems to me that Disney wanted to have their hands on creating anime content, not necessarily buying streaming rights. So this news seems a little off to me. But... I figured 
it might get a discussion going for people in terms of like what exactly could Disney try to do with anime as a whole or um, just, you know, who else out there would try to get their hands in the anime pool? Okay, next bit of news I have is season two confirmed for Eden's Zero. This is a show that premiered on Netflix last year and is a story that is in, it's not in the same universe, let me correct myself. It is made by the same creator of Fairy Tale. So it's another one of his stories. Uh, it, it seemed to be well received on Netflix that it got a season two. So when I watched it, I enjoyed it. It's basically fairy tale in space. <laughs> um, a lot of the characters resemble those from fairy tale. The voice actors for the English dub, let me specify, they seem to have come from the English dubs of fairy tale. Those voice actors. So you'll hear uh, Lucy's voice from the main girl, Rebecca, and she looks like Lucy. So it it's funny, but weird. Yeah, that seems so strange. <laughs> like, doesn't it, how do you differentiate as far as like, how can, I mean, does it, is it a problem having them be their own characters? You, you watched the show? I watched it. It's... Because I watched the show as I was in mid-binge of fairy tale, I was able to distinguish between the two mm. a, just a little bit. But it felt very close because of they have Happy in the show. But in Eden Zero, Happy's a robot, mm -hmm. not an actual, oh, I'm forgetting the term that he is in fairy tale. He's not just a cat. He's a... Uh, Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, listeners know what I'm what I'm trying to say. Um, so yes, if you hadn't haven't checked out Eden's Zero on Netflix, I recommend it. It's a fun time. Is episode six a good place to start? No. Okay. All right. Just, no. it, I'm looking at some screenshots. It looks like a good place to start, no, but no. you work your way one. up to that. Or, yeah. Start episode one. <laughs> episode one. Get to at least episode six. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Next bit of news. Season three of One Punch Man confirmed. So it's been about two years, I think, since we had the second season air and finish. And so fans were, of course, wondering if we were going to get season three. Well, have no fear. It's coming. We don't have a release window yet. It's just been announced that they will be making the third season. So if you have not caught up, Now's the time to do it. The show is good. I personally thought season two was not as strong as season one. But, you know, uh, maybe I'll give it a, a rewatch for both seasons to m make a better comparison. Mm -hmm. Somebody here hasn't watched both seasons, so it would be a good... I've seen an episode. An episode. Yeah, I've seen an episode. <laughs> Just an episode. But it would be a good opportunity to... <laughs> Get him caught up, but also give me the rewatch with a fresh set of eyes since I've only seen the show as it is aired. All right. Next bit of news is a new 
key visual to confirm that we are getting season three of the rising of the shield hero. Now, I have to say that I was pretty disappointed in season two of shield hero. And I think it's because a lot of what season one offered us was Naofumi's redemption, him earning his redemption for all of the wrongdoings quote that the previous shield hero has done to basically tarnish the that title. And so he's just season one put him in a bad light. He was accused of so many different things and he worked so, so hard to prove that he was there to do good. And by the end of that season, he earned the trust of the kingdom that he was fighting to protect. Season two offered a new story in terms of a new battle to face, but it, we didn't see Naofumi really have any power ups, no struggles, nothing like that. So it was a little bit of a disappointment mm-hmm. for me. Um, I'm not really sure how the rest of the internet responded to it because I try to stay away from that because I don't want it to impact my own feelings and opinions. Yeah. But that's that's pretty much how I, mm-hmm. I felt about season two. I hope season three steps it up a little bit in terms of, you know, powering up now Fumi's abilities and hopefully, honestly, get some male teammates. I, I'm i tired of seeing so many females joining his crew. Mm. I They're not trying to make it too harem-y because only Reftalia and Philo are the ones that kind of obsess over getting his attention. And you'll get an occasional girl here or there team up with him, but not really exude oh my God, I'm in love with him. I, mm. you know, I need to get his attention all the time. It's just, there's so, I have no problems seeing women fight on the screen. None at all. I just want to see Naofumi have, you know, a balance of- Some more male- varied cast. Yes. More different, yeah. Some yes. More interactions. You get a lot more out of that. For me personally, yes. Yeah. That's what I will prefer. Yeah. Um, I'm, I think the other heroes, the bow hero, the spear hero, and the... It's not the sword hero. Bow, spear, and... Oh my goodness. I'm sorry, listeners, I'm drawing a blank. That third hero... Doing a quick Google. It's not a Google. No? It's not open. Nope, okay. Well, anyway, those heroes, I think they have... Oh, it is the sword hero. Okay, sword, bow, and spear. spear. So I think they have a mix of male and female teammates. So why can't we do the same for the main person that we're following? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so yeah, that's something to look forward to. Uh, the key visual shows kind of some doom and gloom. It's a cloudy background, someone looking down and just, you know, looking sad. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe some stakes are going to be in this new season. So I haven't read the the manga, so I have no idea Mm. what to expect. So just got to wait to see what happens. All right. So 
Next bit of news is just a lot of season confirmations, everybody. We have a confirmation for season two of Ranking of Kings. Now, J-Pat, another member of the Multiverse podcast crew, he watches Ranking of Kings along with me. The story is about this boy named Boji, and he is uh, a giant, but he has... Uh, I don't want to ruin it for the for people for the first season, but you get to see his coming of age story. Uh, it's it's really good. Now, Boji is deaf. Okay, we have a deaf animated main character, so you know we get to see his trials and tribulations with trying to prove himself that he can become the next king of the kingdom. Uh, He is first in line. He does have a younger brother. So as firstborn, you know, he has to Mm. obtain the, his father's throne at some point, but you know, because of his disability and shortcomings, many don't see him fit to be king. So, like I said, this is a coming of age story, but it's done with so much emotion mm-hmm. and heart. And for me, it's a definite recommend. At least check out the first three episodes. There's, uh, the, how do I explain it? It's mm, sounds sweet. Is it? It, there's moments where it's sweet, yes, because you see people uh, watch Boji as he grows and, mm. you know, realize, you know, they may have been wrong about their uh, perceptions of him mm-hmm. and his ability to overcome things. You know, they basically doubted him, underrated him. So it it does you know, tug on the heartstrings a little bit. Mm. I I. We'll admit I cried a couple of episodes, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, yes. So we're getting a season two of that. It's going to be called Ranking of Kings Treasure Chest of Courage. Um, And it's supposed to come out sometime in 2023. So we still don't know if it's going to be early or late 2023. Uh, So I will definitely be keeping tabs on that news. Because I, I just enjoyed it. I wanted more. I, I It was at the point where I stopped watching it week to week. Mm-hmm. And I waited for a chunk of episodes to drop so I could just binge mm-hmm. it. Because yeah. it for me, I, need, I needed to know what happened next. <laughs> that emotion, I would not be able to hold it yeah. for a full week. <laughs> All right. So, next bit of news I have here. Is that we have now? It's not anime, but it's animated. So on Netflix, there's a show called Love, Death, and Robots. This got confirmed for a season four. Love, Death, and Robots is kind. Of, I want to say for those who did watch it on Disney Plus, think of it along the lines of Star Wars Visions, where each episode is its own contained thing. Animators and storytellers have an episode to tell whatever tale they want to do and it's not every episode is connected at all it's just a series of 
you <sighs> Yeah, so it's a looks like a science fiction anthology series. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple of members in the group who enjoy Love, Death and Robots. Mm-hmm. And there was one episode in particular from season three that everybody loved. I don't remember the name, so forgive me, but it was basically about a siren. And she wore a whole bunch of gold. It was like cursed gold. And it 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 took the internet by storm when that episode dropped. Um, so if you enjoy Love, Death, and Robots, you have season four to look up forward to. Um, there's no confirmation of when that would drop, though. Okay, next thing I have here on the docket is movies that were announced that will be coming to Crunchyroll for streaming. Now, some of these movies on my list, on the list, excuse me, I have seen, some I want to see, and others I have not heard about. So we will start by listing off, let's see, as of recording, these three movies are now on Crunchyroll. That's Josie, the Tiger, and the Fish, The Stranger by the Shore, and Human Lost. I have heard of only two of these. I have I've heard of Josie, the Tiger, and the Fish, and I've heard The Stranger by the Shore. I have not heard of Human Lost. Um, we have on the oh yeah. we have two more. Sorry, we do have two more as of recording. Uh, Akira and Your Name is also available on Crunchyroll. Now, Akira is a classic anime. So if you have not seen it, here's your opportunity. It is streaming on Crunchyroll. Now, Your Name, I've seen in the theater and I own the physical media and I had Clay watch this movie. So Clay, when you saw this movie, Mm -hmm. what did you think? Um... Your name mm-hmm. uh, rocks. Your name rocks. It's a very good movie. Um, I don't know if you like. Uh, it's got like a little bit of. Like, don't spoil it. No, no, no. It's got like a little bit of fantasy or science fiction stuff in there. If you kind of like that, it's a good onboarding. But it's more of a romantic kind of um, pulls at your heartstrings in a good way. Might make yes. you cry. Might make you. Might make you cry, but in a way that you know doesn't feel awful. It's not, uh, <laughs> right. It's the animation. War, it's not about World War Two. The animation is beautiful. Yeah. Very well animated. It's a a movie by Makoto Shinkai. So if you know of his work, definitely go check that out. If you have not seen it, I would recommend watching Your Name. Okay. So we have three movies that are coming out on the 25th of August. There's Wolf Children, The Boy and the Beast, and Sing a Bit of Harmony. Now, I do have Wolf Children and The Boy and the Beast on my list of movies to watch, but I haven't gotten to it yet. I believe Wolf Children was on Funimation. I can't remember if Boy and the Beast was for streaming. It might have been, but I just haven't gotten to it yet. So now that it's moving over to Crunchyroll, I'm like, okay, let me add it to my Crunchyroll Mm -hmm. queue and, you know, be able to watch that at some point. I've never heard of Sing a Bit of Harmony, but I will look that up to see what it's about. Uh, It's not too often that Crunchyroll will have movies available for streaming on their site. So for me, 
the announcements of movies coming to the service is exciting. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll get a lot more, you know, with we've gotten Dragon Ball Z movies from, you know, the 90s, early yeah. 2000s, yeah. the My Hero Academia movies, but Black Butler movies, Psychopaths movies. Hopefully those will be coming to the service as well. So I take I take this as a good sign. Yeah. And last but not least, we have Jujutsu Kaisen Zero coming to Crunchyroll September the 21st. Now, this movie released in theaters earlier this year and follows after the events of season one of the show. I did not get a chance to see it in the theater. It really didn't have many days in the theater at all. I would say a week at the most. Yeah, around us, yeah. Yeah. Around us, there just wasn't a lot of showings. So I'm looking forward to being able to watch this on Crunchyroll. I was worried that I would have to, you know, rent it from Amazon or something mm-hmm. to to watch it just because, like I've mentioned earlier, not a lot of anime movies are streaming on Crunchyroll or even on Funimation's app back before the merger. So this gives me hope that future movies that are being released by Crunchyroll in the theater will come to the streaming service at some point. Um, This is the first step, I believe. Mm -hmm. So much to look forward to, for sure. So with that, we are going to transition into the news about Crunchyroll and their acquisition of Right Stuff. So those who don't know what right stuff is, I'm going to read it right from Wiki so that my facts are straight. (laughs) The right stuff is the company that is a video publisher and distributor for anime. So they have uh, anime division and a live action division. So one of the anime divisions is Nozomi Entertainment. Nozomi is known for publishing Macross and Mobile Suit Gundam. So these are now basically going to be under that Sony umbrella. Mm. Right Stuff also has a website, the Right Stuff Anime, not the Right Stuff, but the website is called RightStuffAnime.com. The website is the largest independent seller of anime, manga, and collectibles in North America. So basically... You'll have, you know, anime DVDs, figurines, plushies, lanyards, manga books, stuff like that. You can Mm -hmm. get from Right Stuff. And um, they have really good sales. I've seen some of the sales and some deep discounts uh, for, especially for anime Blu-rays. They can be very expensive. Like you've seen it. Yeah, I was looking at some for like the $10 and nothing I knew, but. You know, $10 is worth a shot. For a Blu-ray, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. season of a show, yeah. Um, right Stuff also handles the production services and distribution for Aniplex of America, Sunrise Inc., Eleven Arts, and Pony Canyon. So, for example, Sunrise had the rights back in the day for Cowboy Bebop. Um, so does this mean that... Sony slash Crunchyroll now has acts, has the rights for Cowboy Bebop. I don't know. Um, 
we only know that they are merged and they've acquired these different distributors as to what will happen to the properties if they're going to re-release the shows with new dubs i don't know i hope not because if you get rid of steve bloom as spike spiegel i'm going to riot i'm just saying (laughs) you cannot unless you bring him into reprise his role because you know cowboy bebop was a show that came out in the 90s. So translations probably have gotten better over the years in terms of Japanese to English. So if they want to do a a more up-to-date translation and then bring back the original voice actors, if they are still around, I would prefer that. Mm -hmm. Kind of like how they did Dragon Ball Z Kai, where they cut out the filler but they still had the original voice actors, you know, except for, you know, Gohan because he aged out. The voice of Frieza, uh, I believe the original voice actor passed away or the current one passed away. I'm not sure. But voice actors who have passed away have been recast and that's acceptable. So, you know, if they do something like that with these shows, by all means, and as long as they keep distributing the physical content of what right stuff is done between mobile suit Gundam and Macross, things mm-hmm. like that. F- hopefully it, a whole bunch of people won't riot. The concern about this news is that a lot of people in the anime community are wondering if now Sony is about to monopolize the anime industry. About to? Uh, Okay, fair. <laughs> fair. So we still have Sentai Filmworks out there. Netflix is doing their own thing. But for the most part, Sony has the mm-hmm. big ones, Crunchyroll and Funimation. Yeah. And now they've obtained Nozomi, Aniplex. Viz is still you know, doing their own thing. But I, I guess it's only a matter of time before we see who tries to acquire more rights. Hopefully it's going to stay as it is for now but it's slowly becoming a monopoly like disney yeah. so uh it's from for me my my radar is up you know i i don't want to see the anime industry so monopolized and under the control of one company like who who wants to see a monopoly of anything but my my worry is that if Sony holds all that power, they'll change what anime has become over the last decade with mm-hmm. um, ease of access right after things air in Japan, creative, you know, creative control, things like that. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's a concern. Yeah. So... Also, one bit of news, people. With the acquisition of Right Stuff, Sony has confirmed they will not be pursuing for going forward any erotica content. So Right Stuff has erotica. (laughs) They want to keep that squeaky clean image. Sony has been known to censor some video games. When, no, not video. Yeah, some video games have been censored, I think. And some other anime shows have been censored. Um, anything 
that is on the verge of being explicit, Sony is not having any of it. So the erotica content is going to be uh, basically transferred to a different company. I forget which. I didn't really look that up because I didn't want to promote erotica on this podcast because of some young listeners that could be listen that could be tuning in but uh do your own googling folks uh i don't want to besides we're not sponsored by these people yeah. so <laughs> go go search search it out sony won't sell it to you <laughs> nope they are not all right so Moving uh, back into some anime announcements, we are on our 10th anniversary of Psychopaths, so they announced that they are going to celebrate the anniversary with a new movie. Now, I personally have only seen season one of Psychopaths, and I've seen it twice. I haven't gotten a chance to move into season two or any other content of it that has come out since only because I didn't have a Funimation account at the time and the Funimation didn't have an agreement with Hulu to stream the movies that come out after that all excuses you could have watched it if you wanted to there's a will there's a way but now that it's Crunchyroll um, I will be able to have access to catch up and be up to speed on the current psychopaths uh, world, I guess you could say. So we actually did a w- watch of psychopaths. It was my second viewing, but Clay's first time. So Clay, how did you feel about season one of psychopaths? Um, very good. Kind of right up my alley. Um, I don't. Did you say what it, what it was? It's kind of. It's just a science fiction anime, um, very heavily inspired by like uh, Philip K. Dick. If you're read or seen any derivative works of his, if you like those, you will like Psychopaths. Um, it's been but, called Minority Report, the anime. Yeah, I mean they make, <laughs> they make direct reference to Philip K. Dick in the show. That's how they, they can't. They couldn't get away with with uh, cribbing off of him that much and not mention his name. Um, but it's very good. I mean, it's just sci-fi anime and I don't have much to say, but it was a while ago we watched it, Mm -hmm. but I'm still in for season two and three and movie. (laughs) Yep. We'll get to it after all the Gundam we got to (laughs) watch. Yeah. We watch every episode of Gundam. Oh man. That's going to be a long, long We'll get there. We'll get there. (laughs) Um, moving on. We have news that season six of my, well, it's not news. We got a a new promotional video for season six of My Hero Academia. Now, some of us, Clay, have not finished season five yet. Mm-hmm. So I won't go into too much of what will be occurring in season six based off of the promo but of course the hype is there my hero has really good ground to stand on like it, mm. it's i don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon it's like one of the biggest animes and least 
in North America right now, it feels like. Oh, yeah. If not the biggest. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it was like six seasons of this anime. What makes it unique to me is that it's not an ongoing show like One Piece and the Naruto series, now transitioning to Boruto and that show. We don't have just episodes releasing week to week to week like those shows. My Hero has a set amount of episodes, they finish, mm-hmm. and then we get a confirmation of a new season, mm-hmm. and it keeps going. I think that speaks volumes mm-hmm. to me more than the show just continuously going. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to keep it just the announcement of the new teaser, yeah. and we are getting My Hero in the fall. Mm-hmm. So speaking of fall anime... I have a list here of the highest anticipated anime coming fall of this year. It's a lot to get excited about. Me personally, oh, my my weeks are going to be full. Like, <laughs> hey, I need to watch this episode. Yeah, you got a lot to, you got a lot to watch every week come <laughs> fall. So I'll be like, uh, I can't talk right now. Just <laughs> like, give me, give me about an hour. Yeah. I need to watch my shows. So... I'm going to just run down the list here of what's coming. So first off, we have the second core of season one of Spy Family. Mm -hmm. So Spy Family is a 13, let's see, 24 to 26 episode anime, but they decided Mm -hmm. to split it in half. So they did the first 12 episodes they took in the spring. Then they took a break Mm -hmm. in the summer and then now it's coming back for the Mm -hmm. fall. So, Spy Family is a recommend for me. Definitely a buy. <laughs> Definitely a buy. Definitely a buy. <laughs> um, I think it took a lot of audience members by surprise with, you know, the, the kind of story that it is. Um, I... I'm reading the manga, but I I think I'm still ahead in the anime than I am in the book. Mm. So I'm going to wait until the season is done in the fall and then just binge read mm. as much as I can up to current. Mm. So second uh, show coming in the fall, as I said a little bit ago, the season six of My Hero Academia. Next, we have Chainsaw Man that's coming in the fall. Now, looks amazing. We did watch the promo video again a little bit before recording. And I just have to say, I am very pleased that they will not be censoring the gore that's in the show. Normally, when you have censorship of like heavy violence it's like stuff showing off screen Mm -hmm. and then you'll see a splatter of blood or they'll do like a shadow thing where you'll see the character they make a face but you don't see like the part that gets cut it's covered with like a black thing it's not like a censor bar but it's it's almost like it was censor drawn on purpose Mm. um so chainsaw man everybody at least check out episode one of it when it drops. I, I think that it would sell some people. It the name of it sounds obscure, but it's a, I, look up a picture. It's a chainsaw man. 
a literal chainsaw. chainsaw. It's a man made of chainsaws. He has the head of a chainsaw and (laughs) he has hands, but chainsaw blades come out of his wrist. Think like Wolverine with the adamantium claws coming out of his knuckles, except the chainsaw comes out of his wrist and it's like one big blade. So that that's going to be a checkout. You, oh, yeah. I'm going to have you sit oh, down I'm watching. and watch I'm episode watching. one. Yeah. Previews look amazing. Another show coming out is Mob Cycle 100 season three. So Mob Cycle 100 is another show or excuse me, it is another property that is written by the mangaka named One. He's the man who wrote One Punch Man manga. So this is another one of his properties. And Mob Cycle, by, Mob Cycle 100, it doesn't get as much hype as One Punch Man, but it I think it's underrated. So it's basically about a psychic. This child is known as like a really strong psychic. And, you know, you get to see him fight, you know, apparitions and stuff like that it's not a heavy high school or no he's a middle schooler i believe no 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 no. his brother's a middle schooler he's a high schooler um it's not your normal high school antics you know it's actually you know dealing with uh supernatural stuff so if you haven't checked out mob cycle 100 i do recommend the first season at least you know give that a shot uh, another show coming out in the fall is Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. It's another in the Mobile Suit Gundam series. Out of the back of the list. Oh, boy. There's so there's so much Gundam. There's so much. But, you know, I'm, I, I'm not up to speed with Gundam. You know, like we said, we plan to watch... I tried to watch at least a couple of shows mm-hmm. of Gundam. We might not get to all of them. The goal is to try, but Let's there's see. there's so much. So I don't have any personal excitement for this, but I am glad that fans out there of the franchise are getting more yeah. content. You know, they just keep coming. Yeah, no stopping it now. Nope. Um... We have the new season of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean that we'll be releasing. We have Welcome to Demon School Irama season three coming. I'm going to just fly through the rest of these. Um, We have season two of To Your Eternity. uh, Golden Kamui season four. And last but not least, something that might perk up ears of some of the anime fans from the 90s we're getting a reboot of Urusei Yatsura now I haven't seen this because I was you know too young to have access to this particular show and I from what I can recall there has been no um licensing hold from our big contenders like Funimation, Viz, Sunrise, stuff like that, to have it released on any kind of streaming service or even for um, 
you know, back in the day, releasing it on DVD or VHS and having it in a blockbuster or something. It was just something I missed the window on. So I am curious about this show. So until we can get a, uh, how do I, how do I phrase it? Until the original series can be easily accessible anywhere. Um, I'm just going to stick with the reboot to kind of get a feel of what the show is going to be about. And if hopefully audiences out there can vouch if they hold a can, if the new reboot can hold a candle to the original series. So that is the rundown of the anime news that I have. Now we're going to transition into some reviews. Before we get into Dragon Ball Super Mm. movie review, I just want to talk about the first two episodes of Tekken Bloodline. Mm -hmm. Um, The show uh, dropped on Netflix on Thursday, so two days ago as of recording. And it's a six-episode show. I only managed to watch two. I didn't feel like I needed to binge all six before recording this. Uh, So far, I'm surprised. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. I kind of expected cheesiness from it. Um, But, okay, so let let me start back. It was confirmed and i believe i mentioned this on a couple of episodes ago on the main show that the tekken bloodline anime is based off of the video game tekken 3's storyline so i did own tekken 3 as a kid so i i never really played fighting games for their story i'm just the kind of person that enjoys the fighting yeah. like just Punch, kick, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. But some names for characters ring a bell to me. So that going back to the show, we are basically getting the coming-of-age story for Jin Kazama, who is the grandson of Heihachi Mishima. Everybody knows who Heihachi is. He's the really big old guy with the, his hair. Well, I don't know who he is? in a v those who play tekken he's been i think he's been in every single tekken game since tekken one so he's this old man he's on the cover of tekken seven i mean okay yeah is, okay. oh yeah, 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 yeah. On the left. this guy yeah yes. that guy of course yeah. so uh now you made me lose my train of thought <laughs> <laughs> it's um, a coming of age story his grandson yes, yes. so it's Hachi's grandson jin kazama you uh, are basically starting off with Jin, with his mother, June. And they're in the house in the woods, just tending to, you know, their own business, living their lives. And June is training Jin and in the Kazama style of fighting. So something called an ogre shows up. It's this really big being. I thought it was a I think they said it was kind of like a demon, mm-hmm. but the name is Ogre. Hihachi confirms um, in episode two. So Jin wants to take revenge on his mother's death. Spoilers if you don't know the story for Tekken 3. Sorry. Um, he wants to get revenge 
for his mother. Mm-hmm. So he was actually instructed by his mom before the ogre attacked, go find your grandfather if anything happens to me. So his mother passed. Jin goes in search for Heihachi, finds him. And episode that leads to episode two, where you basically see Heihachi train Jin. And they, I think they do a very good job of showing how tough Heihachi is with the training for Jin. But it's also sad because you see Jin go from the sweet, sweet kid to basically being a stone hearted adult. Mm-hmm. The training spans four years. Heihachi mentions that he trains Jin for four years. Mm-hmm. And you basically, you just slowly see how all of that training mm-hmm. and just brutality basically hardens Jin mm-hmm. up. Um, I'm going to keep going with it. Um, they did mention at the end of the episode that uh, Heihachi is going to be hosting the next King of Iron Fist tournament. That he wants Jin to fight in. So I think coming up, we'll start to see characters like Nina and King, you know, that we've seen in the trailers. So I would recommend the first episode. It's not that bad. I really honestly was not expecting. (laughs) Ringing endorsement. It's not that bad. Check it out. It's not. It's not that bad. Give it a shot, and I will say, don't watch it if I really thought it was garbage. But it's, it's not that bad. Okay. So, last but not least, we are in the section where we will be we will be reviewing the Dragon Ball Super superhero film. So, if you do not want to get spoiled, now is your time to leave if you are exiting we thank you so much for listening you can expect our main shows to drop every wednesday on spotify podbean youtube apple Podcasts, anywhere where you listen to your podcasts we do have an email address if you want to get in contact with us the address is multiverse unlimited podcast at gmail.com i do monitor the emails so please feel free to submit any questions or feedback about the show And I will, of course, relay it to the other members of the podcast. And we can do our best to, you know, keep things interesting for you guys. And we also want to make sure that if you are not in the group, you join our Facebook group. It is the Multiverse Unlimited Facebook page. There is a password to get in. The password is Anti-Life. A-N-T-I-L-I-F-E. We also have an Instagram, Multiverse Unlimited. So with that, we will now get into the spoilers. So, Dragon Ball Super Super, Superhero. We saw this two days ago in IMAX. My God, was that the best choice for watching this film? So, I'll start by saying, as uh, a blanket statement, this movie was good. (laughs) It was enjoyable, so funny, 
And I think that now, Clay, you could speak mm-hmm. if um, I'm wrong about this, but I feel like even though for those of us who are caught up with the show, it was a little uh, weird, I guess. They do a good job with integrating people who have not watched Dragon Ball in a while by explaining who characters are. Yeah, well, would you top agree? Of the movie, top of the movie starts. They have a whole. It's like almost probably not five minutes, but three minutes of just describing a back the backstory of the main villains. Um, so if you really are not caught up, um, you at least know where the hell's going on. And yeah, very silly, very silly. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, though, we saw it in English, the English dub. So they did stuff where, for example, uh, they had in the beginning Piccolo training Pan. Now, if you are not caught up with Dragon Ball Super or even the very last little bit of Dragon Ball Z, you're probably like, who is this little girl? Why is Piccolo training her? So... You'll get the dialogue between him and the little girl. And she was like, you know, uh, basically asking a question, asked a question. And Piccolo said, you know, Gohan, I mean, your father. So it's almost like. Yeah, they do a lot of that. Okay. We know this little girl is Gohan's daughter. You know, little stuff like that. So that you can. Yeah, I never felt lost and I had no idea. I jumped off of Dragon Ball Z before it got to. any of that. I don't think I saw the Cell games. I've just you did them. not see the no. Cell game. <laughs> so, so like that's, that's, gentlemen? Just, that's not as far as I, I've never even got that far. And oh I was not lost. Oh my God. You, you haven't gotten to the Cell games. That is the best arc of Dragon Ball Z. In so my, I've, my opinion. So I've heard. My opinion. So my opinion. The best. Oh, okay. When I do my rewatch of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I look forward to when it. I pull, when I get to the Android Cell Saga, I'm pulling you in. Very cool. And I'm like, you're watching this. Okay. So, yes. Um, so, to basically describe briefly what the movie is about, we have Red Ribbon Army coming back. Uh, Commander Red's son, Magenta, is... Trying to get the Red Ribbon Army basically back into world domination. Um, this takes place uh, right after Dragon Ball Super Broly, that movie. So this is all post the Tournament of Power arc, past the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie, like I said, that came out in 2019. Um, so... We're still in that window where we're not where Dragon Ball GT is. Again, Dragon Ball GT is not canon. Anywho, so Commander Red's son, Magenta, takes uh, note of the grandson of Dr. Jiro named Dr. Hedo. And... They basically want to bring back the androids, like the whole project that Dr. Jiro started within the Red Ribbon Army of androids and basically getting rid of Goku and his friends. So Dr. Hedo is, he's pretty much innocent in all of this. Commander, I keep saying Commander Magenta, but I don't think he's a commander. Magenta 
tricked Hedo into thinking that Goku and his friends were the enemy and that they were trying to be heroes of justice. Now, Hedo, he's he's a little cuckoo. I'm not denying that he's a little cuckoo, but he has no intention of world domination. So that's what I mean when I say yeah, that... he just creates a monster that's capable of destroying the world. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to basically create a very powerful android when he also created cell 2.0 cell max sorry cell max cell max so yes we have cell again but it's different is it's a it's different compared to the cell we got in dragon ball z um so yes we have to basically watch our heroes uh fight against androids and a cell again but it's it's done differently um some fans might think that they shouldn't have rehashed this storytelling part i guess because we've seen androids and cell already i'm sure people were hoping for something new i didn't mind this at all um especially since it wasn't a super serious threat to earth that we needed Goku and Vegeta. Mm. They, this set of androids and cell max was, you know, not along the uh, power levels of, you know, a Lord of destruction like Beerus. So, it gave our minor characters time to shine. We got mostly Gohan and Piccolo for this movie. We saw what Goku and Vegeta were doing during this time and why they didn't join the fight. So we got a cell in androids that were powerful, of course, but powerful enough that like I said, we got the minor characters to be able mm-hmm. to handle it. Now, the animation was 3D. Yeah. It was 3D animated. That was a little off-putting to me when I first saw the trailer for this movie. Mm-hmm. When they first was advertising it. And I was worried. I was like, oh no. We're going into 3D for anime again. Mm-hmm. And listeners have heard that... 3D anime, a lot of the time is not done right. Now, we did watch Spriggan. That wasn't too bad. Mm. Um, but a lot of CG 3D anime out there is just not good. It almost draws attention to itself in the beginning of the film. It's The camera's moving all over the place, down, following like a bee, like flying around in the intro. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's if you didn't know that this was not 2D animated, you do now. <laughs> it's like, it looks 2D animated, but it's it, it starts in such a way that it's impossible to ignore it being CG, which is fine. It works, at least. It I think, does. I think it end up, ends up working. I think it ends up, like, with all the explosions and stuff, everything kind of melds together, melds together um, towards the end and ends up paying off with the, uh, with the style. Yeah, so one thing I did mention on my spoiler-free review of the main show when we recorded that is the 3D animation was a good choice for the fighting sequences for sure because we actually got to see the fight choreography. We got uh, 
punches connecting, kicks mm. connecting. Whereas if you, I'm sure you remember from when the stuff of Dragon Ball that you did watch, you would see very faint zips mm-hmm. of how they're moving so fast. You can't see punches being thrown yeah. and stuff like that. So with this type of animation, you actually saw the fighting and like it was more appreciative mm. in that sense. So what would you say was one of the moments of the movie that really spoke out to you? It could be animation. It could have been a joke, could have been a power up, anything that you're like, okay, this part, I really enjoyed a lot. What comes to mind is uh, Beerus um, being down bad for what's her name? <laughs> Chi-Lai. Chi-Lai. Yeah. I'm like, all right. That's a, that's a, that's, I was hoping they'd explore that more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, um, other than that, Orange Piccolo. I mean, anytime. I mean, it's Dragon Ball, so anybody, anytime anybody's powering up, rules. Um, so yeah. seeing Orange Piccolo rules. Okay, so you might have seen me in the theater when they revealed Piccolo's new form of Orange Piccolo. I was like doing yeah. the arm pump. I was like, yeah. I was trying so hard not to be loud in that theater because if you noticed, our theater was quiet. There wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of wooing, and I was the only girl in that it's audience. Stoic, stoic viewing of Dragon Ball. I wanted some hype. I wanted some hype, and I did not want to be the only chick in the theater <laughs> and be the only chick that was hooting and hollering in this. It took so much restraint. <laughs> It took so much restraint. So here, here's how my how I, my reaction was just, okay, I can't get my words together. I'm so excited. So Orange Piccolo looked massive and almost demonic, but it was so mm. cool. Mm. He was towering. It was... Oh, like, it, it was worth seeing mm-hmm. in IMAX just for, like, how big he was. Now, not only did Piccolo get a power-up, Gohan did too. And when we saw Gohan's power-up, I was quiet. I was speechless because I was just like, whoa. We got a name for Piccolo's power-up. They said in the movie, Piccolo was like, well, if I had to give it any name, it would be Orange Piccolo. But we never got a name for Gohan's new form. So Gohan looked like he went Super Saiyan 2, but with Goku, not even Goku, maybe Vegeta's hair, how long it got with Super Saiyan 2. It wasn't Super Saiyan 3 long. Like Super Saiyan 3 long was, it's like almost like a, a mohawk. Going all the way down the back. It was like super long and ridiculous. Let me see if I can pull up real quick. How Super Saiyan 3 looks. Like, look at this. Sorry, audience. Just pulling up the screen here. Yeah, that. Like, that's the best I can describe it as is like mohawkish. It doesn't look like a porcupine. No. His hair was, think of, um, hmm. okay, so for listeners, when 
Gohan fought Cell when he was 11 in Dragon Ball Z. His hair stood up and back a little bit. It was long. Gohan has his hair cut now as an adult. So when he transformed, his hair actually grew out a little bit. And it looked pretty cool. So I don't know what form they're going to, uh, what name they're going to give that form. Um, if I had to give one, it's not even Super Saiyan because if fans remember, Gohan always had what's known as like an unlocked potential ability. It's something extra that kind of unlocks with him that I think makes him, what makes him special is because he's half human and half Saiyan. So it's not a Saiyan form, but it's not even ultra instinct either. It's a instinctual form. If anyone remembers when Gohan was training with Supreme Kai in Dragon Ball Z, Gohan had his black hair, but it was kind of shiny. And he had a white, but almost almost clear kind of aura surrounding him. That's kind of the same aura he has in this movie, but his eyes are red, I believe, correct? His eyes were red in the movie yeah. with this new form and his hair's gray. So I'm not really sure what they could possibly call it, but it was really cool. It's It made me think of when Goku first went Ultra Instinct in Dragon Ball Super. Like, Gohan talked, but Gohan had that confidence within him, like, this fight's going to be nothing for me. Mm-hmm. It was, oh, like, I was just, I was quiet, but... <sighs> Seeing that transformation internally, I was just like, woohoo! We finally get Gohan back as being a badass. Because ever since he was great Saiyan, it just wasn't, he wasn't the same. Yeah, after looks like the he's cell. collecting bugs now. So Yes, he's a. Uh, collecting bugs at the beginning of the film. Yeah, it's the type of work that he does now. He, what, what do they call it? He's a, he's not a biologist, but like a botanist? No, that's not right. Botany is flowers. What is. Anywho, I forget what it is, but yeah, you um, you get the power ups for Go Gohan, excuse me, Gohan and Piccolo. They just really shined in this film. Even like you got mostly Piccolo, I would say. Piccolo had the most dialogue, just between him infiltrating the Red Ribbon Army's uh, base. It's Piccolo's movie if it's anybody's, yeah. Right. And, you know, I think it'll give audiences a fun ride, even if, you know, you you don't think that this was the best Dragon Ball story. I think that fans will just appreciate the ride. Um, One of my uh, enjoyable parts of the film was in the beginning where they were doing the title cards of our villains. It made me think of Sly Cooper with how they had a stopped pose of the villain and then their name cross the side of the screen and then like a a sound effect to it. It made me think of Sly Cooper. And it was, to me, it was funny and enjoyable just because I I had something to tie it to. It's very, I wouldn't say comic booky, but... Like, no, I mean, silly. It's been, yeah, it's been done a lot. Of, it's just where it freeze frames when the character gets introduced and says their name right next to their face. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's been in a number of things. Yeah. And then, um, Car- what was his assistant's name? Carmine? 
Carmine, Carmine explained. Good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A YouTube channel. Yep. Yeah. So, um, if you have not seen the movie but didn't care about being spoiled and you're listening to this segment, recommend at least seeing this in the theaters for sure. I wouldn't miss this on the big screen at all. Would you agree? Just because of how the animation was. I mean, yeah, if you're going to see it, yeah, I would say if you're planning on seeing it, then it probably it wouldn't hurt to see it in the theater. Yeah, and it always is going to look better there. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of waiting if to be streaming just or if you try to, uh, you know, sail the seven seas, I would not recommend that for the first experience of this film. I really think it's worth being in the theater. It's. This is our anime time to shine now. We've gotten, you know, the geek industry, so to speak, with Marvel and DC comic book movies coming to theaters. We're, comic book fans are getting their spotlight in the theaters. And now us anime heads who, mm-hmm. you know, we have our shows and stuff like that, but... Anime is becoming more widely accepted now. And now we're getting those kind of movies in the theater. It's it's an opportunity to definitely take hold of. If you have the chance to see your favorite show release a movie and it gets into the theater, see it. The movie budget animation, really good. Mm-hmm. So it's worth that immersion. Um, I, it's hard for me to give rankings for movies, but on the spoiler free review, I did say I'd give this movie a nine or a nine and a half because I was just into that hype for me. And the story in the moment seemed concise to me. Now I am sure that I will need a second viewing or a third to be like, okay, Calm down from all of the excitement <laughs> of getting new Dragon Ball content. And, you know, maybe I'll have a, a different opinion. But for me, it was a nine, nine and a half. We, we got something different with not having Goku and Vegeta saving the day. We got Gohan coming back and being the badass that everyone enjoyed from when he was a kid. And developing his Saiyan abilities and his power. And with Piccolo, you know, everybody always like, you know, Piccolo needs a power up. He's so strong. He's a Namekian. You know, where's where's his time to shine? And we got it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, nine and nine and a half out of ten for me. Now, as as a movie itself for you, you don't have to rate it against, you know, what you've seen for Dragon Ball, but for you, what would you give this rating out of 10? Um, out of 10. Oh, Christ. Because um, out of 5 just seems too short. Like, out of 5 is correct, but I can, I can just convert. Um, I don't know. I, I liked it. I didn't love it as much as you did. I mm-hmm. thought it was um, enjoyable enough. I feel like my biggest complaint would be the villains. I think it falls pretty flat towards the latter half being... It being sell just becomes like it's just a mindless monster and everybody's mm-hmm. rallying against a mindless monster. And I think a villain without a face is not something that's that interesting. So okay, as soon fair. as Cell shows up, it's they, they kill the one guy that is actually the villain. 
um, which is fine because he wasn't that good anyway. Um, that's fair. That's so, fair. yeah, I mean, that would be my only – that's like my biggest complaint. So probably six out of ten. Okay. Or three out of five, actually. Three <laughs> out of five. Fair. Fair. Um, but, yeah, I th- but and I also think – I don't know. I, I do not think this is going to sell anybody on Dragon Ball. If you do not – I would not recommend this as somebody's first foray, like by a long shot. There has to be a better movie or a better string of episodes to watch mm-hmm. than this. Like this would be, this will not sell anybody that isn't already converted. I don't think if you're not, if you're not on board at least a little bit, like it's a lot of fan service, it's a lot of callbacks. It calls back to Dragon Ball Z a lot. It's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. I I had seen. Yeah. Um, so that was like that. Even I was I was able to keep up even the stuff that didn't call back to the stuff I'd seen. But but yeah. Um, no, yeah, enjoyable enough. Yeah, definitely worth seeing on the big screen. Yeah, like I said, uh, listeners, y- you don't have to have seen all of Dragon Ball Super in order to really follow what's going on in this movie. As long as you have, as Clay said, some kind of introduction to the Dragon Ball Z world, then you would get some enjoyment out of this. Yes, and it's not like you, you will not if you. I think anybody that's curious about seeing it would enjoy it. Period. Yep. Like if you're that if you're already that far ahead, then you'd like it. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that, we are going to now conclude this special episode. So I want to thank those who stayed at towards the end of this. <laughs> thank you for listening, and um, I will have a discussion i will make sure i put up a discussion post for the dragon ball super superhero movie um in case you do check it out and you do want to talk about it and give your opinions of um the film uh i i should have you know done that when the movie first dropped but i was way too excited to get (laughs) to the theater that i completely forgot so apologies um yeah, let us know what you thought of the movie. If you've enjoyed the animation, if you, you know, want to watch it and, you know, just for some odd reason it's not showing near you. Um, if you want to be kept in the loop of, you know, going forward, if they announce when it will drop on uh, Crunchyroll, you know, we'll let you know. Um Anything else? No, I don't think so. Nope. All right. So this is Tosh signing off with special guest Clay. Clay, thank you for helping me with this episode. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye, guys. Tune in next week for the main show, okay? See ya.